Welcome to Straight Up Small Business, the podcast for startup and scaling up entrepreneurs who are ready to take their business to the next level of profit. I'm Beck Buchanan, an accountant turned virtual bookkeeping business owner. I'm super passionate about small business and helping entrepreneurs fall in love with their numbers in order to achieve their goals. If you ever feel confused, unsure, or overwhelmed about the financial side of your business, then you've come to the right place. This podcast covers bookkeeping, finance, and small business topics discussed in a straight-up way. My goal for each bite-sized episode is to inform and inspire you to make the next best decision in your business, backed by financial know-how, so you can create the business of your dreams. Make sure you hit subscribe so you don't miss any of my latest episodes, and let's dive in. Before we kick off, I'd like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the Bundjalung Nation, whose country I am on while recording this episode. I respect their elders from the past, present, and those emerging as the traditional custodians of this beautiful land. So wherever you're listening to this today, I acknowledge the lands on which you are and those First Nations people who lived and worked there for over 70,000 years. Today on the podcast, I interview Rachel Green from Shine Copy. Rachel is an SEO copywriter for small businesses that are big on conscience. She gets her clients seen online with naturally written words sprinkled with SEO and infused with juicy audience insights. I appeared on Rachel's podcast, Rise and Shine, a couple of months ago, and I was dying to interview Rach following that because I loved our candid chat and wanted to reverse roles. In our conversation, we talk about the importance of niching, the wisdom Rachel has acquired from seven years in business, how we deal with comparisonitis, and the importance of doing business your way. I hope you enjoy our conversation. Here it is. Thank you so much for joining me on my podcast, Rachel. I am so pleased to have you here. You interviewed me a couple of weeks or months ago now, and it was such a pleasure, and I've been dying to get you on my podcast. Thank you, Beck. It's great to be here and to share whatever's floating around in my head (laughs) with the world about SEO copy and the way I do business. Amazing. So yes, you're an SEO website copywriter and you specifically say on social media and on your website that you are there to serve brands that are big on purpose. This is quite specific. Why have you niched in this area and can you elaborate for us the importance of niching in business? Yeah, sure. So I guess just to explain what I do and then give context. So I write website words for small business, big on conscience, big on purpose. And I write in a way that feels like you, that infuses juicy audience insight to show your audience that you get them, that they're seen and heard and understood. And that naturally weaves in your keywords, that's SEO path, to increase your visibility in search engines. I guess it is a pretty specific niche. And the reason I've done that is because that's what feels right for me. And what I've learned in business is that if it doesn't feel right, if it doesn't feel authentic, it's not going to be sustainable or just feel good. So I think niching, it's what makes you strong. It's Mm -hmm. a powerful way to stand out. And when you do one thing really well for one kind of audience, you become obviously incredibly good at it, but you build a reputation for that specialty. 
So you become known for your niche, even if you make your niche up yourself. I know that we can't be all things to all people in business. So doing the one thing that feels authentic to me for the people that value the same things as me, that's how you do business in a purpose-driven way that's sustainable and worthy and brings you joy. And so for me, that's been niching into human-focused ethio website copy that's for brands big on purpose and ethics. And I don't think we need to be afraid of niching or serving one type of audience. It can really become your superpower. Mm-hmm. And well, would you say you niched on day one or has this evolved? Definitely not. When I started like seven years ago, I would write anything for anyone. It's probably like a lot of service brands or even products like econ brands. You'll kind of do anything for anyone just to get experience and get traction and make money, I guess. So yeah, when I started out, I was writing anything for anyone. Like I do blogs, I do EDMs, I do brochures. I really wasn't picky about who I worked with. But the more that I went along and got traction, the more selective I could become about who I work with. And the more I realized that if I am here working because that's what I want to do, it's got to be doing work that I really want to be doing. I chose to leave the corporate world to live a life that's authentic to me. And yeah, if I'm not working on a brand or a a project that really I dig, then that's kind of no point. (laughs) So it's a privileged position to be in, but yeah, this is kind of where I've ended up. So I started out and then I niched into women in small business. And then I niched into where I am now, which is SEO copy for purpose-driven brands. Amazing. It's really interesting to get your take on this because I do mentoring for other bookkeeping business owners that are looking, you know, to learn from someone with experience. And a lot of those business owners say, well, I can do bookkeeping for anyone. Like I don't want a niche. I don't see the need. And I'm like, well, how will anyone know to go to you as opposed to someone else if if you're not clear on your offering. So I love that you've affirmed what I believe. And it doesn't mean you can't write something for someone else in your case or that I can't bookkeep for someone else, but I certainly get more lit up by doing bookkeeping for brands that I love and align with as opposed to, you know, I don't know, a coal mining company or something, something like that. I'd probably struggle. Yeah, totally. <laughs> and I think it's kind of like a maturity that comes as a business owner and that makes me feel so old. <laughs> but it's like the more that you go along and you figure out what you want and what you don't want, who your people are and the way you want to do things, the more that you can stand strong in that and the more that you do discover, no, that's not for me anymore, but that is. So it just takes time, I think, to get to this point. So would you say these days are the brands that light you up finding you based on your targeted messaging on socials and and your website, or do you still find that you have to make decisions to write for anything for anyone? Or do you just say no and stand in your power? (laughs) I do say no sometimes because I don't like to leave people in the lurch. That just doesn't feel... I don't know, write for me. I'll often give people suggestions about copywriters who I know are happy to write that content in that field. But generally I do attract clients who are aligned with me and share my values and yet have an alignment of thinking and even style of writing. I think it does come back to the way that you position yourself on your socials and obviously on your website and wherever else you show up, whether it's podcasts or giving a masterclass or whatever it is the clearer you can be about what you do, what you don't do, who it's for, who it's not for, and what you bring to the party, the more you'll attract those people and the more that you'll be known for doing that. 
And with the SEO, is that a skill that every copywriter has? And sorry for my ignorance here, is that something you have to learn specifically? It's a specific skill to learn. So I realised early on that if you are writing content for websites, it's got to be written in a way that it can be found by search engines. And that's why I went and did a really specific well-known course in SEO so that I could clearly and proudly say, yes, I am an SEO copywriter. So no, not every person who is a copywriter can write for that visibility in search engines. It's definitely a specific skill. And I think people need to be picky about who they do choose because Mm -hmm. some people will say they can write for search engines, but they're really just right rubbish that's just full of keywords and doesn't actually meet your people where they're at and isn't human focused because at the end of the day whether you're in an e-com brand or a service brand you're selling from one person to another and you've got to bring that out in your copy I think and I think as a business owner I mean certainly when I started three years ago I had no idea what search engine optimization meant like I feel silly now I didn't even know what copy was if I'm honest I think I've said that on my podcast before like what is copywriting I had to google it and my best friend's a copywriter so that's a bit sad I fully understand that now but I would say only recently have I really understood the importance of SEO and I did have an SEO overhaul of my web copy at one point but I didn't even know what keywords I wanted to be known for so it was probably a bit premature so I think it's important that yeah people know what they want to be known for and then communicate that to the SEO copywriter if you are going down that path because it's a bit of a waste of money otherwise which is a lesson learned from me so but we just don't understand some things when you're busy starting a business you don't even know what you don't know and <laughs> three years in I'm learning every day it's so true but like you don't have to know everything like you're not here to know everything you're here to do well what you do, your expertise. So nobody needs to feel guilty or bad or like, oh my God, I'm not a cross SEO because you don't have to be. I feel like in business, you need to know lots of things about many topics, many areas, so that when you outsource your SEO, you outsource your bookkeeping, you outsource your design, you have some idea about what you actually need, what you're getting, what quality looks like, the accountability of that person. But Nobody, I think, needs to feel like, oh, I don't know, I'm freaking out. Like, it's cool. You can learn, you can outsource, and you don't need to know it all. I love outsourcing. That's no secret. (laughs) I outsource all the things. So after seven years in business, that's massive, right? How are you feeling about it all? Is there any words of wisdom after your seven years that you can share with our listeners today? How do I put it in a nutshell? (laughs) You're still here. I am, yes. And I still love what I do. Um, it brings me meaning and joy. And I love that I get to play a role in other females living out their business and their life dreams. Yeah, I think when I start to feel like stale or same saying, that's a cue to me to learn more and to step out of my comfort zone. So recently I did a copywriting course called Brain Camp with Kirsty Fanton. And oh. I started my own podcast a few months ago called Rise and Shine. And Both things were purposely done to stretch my safe space because I was everything was same, same and a bit stale and I was a bit meh about client work because I just was too safe and too comfortable. So yeah, doing both of those things in the last few months uh, make me a better writer and a better businesswoman, I think. That's amazing. I've heard great things about that course, actually. Quite a few copywriters I know have done that Christy Phantom course. So shout out to 
Christy, I don't know her at all, but it must be good if you're teaching other copywriters. And yeah, starting a podcast is massive and definitely out of a comfort zone, I would imagine. So, But when you talk about wisdom, I think without sounding cheesy or totally lame, it's to always follow your truth mm. and do what's right for you in your own way. You know, keep your eyes on your path because that's the one that you get to carve. And there's no right way to do this. Your way is the right way. Try things out. Give it a go. Say yes to opportunities and always be guided by your inner voice. <laughs> just by your, without getting too woo-woo, just, you know, asking yourself, what for? Is it right for me? Yes or no? That's pretty much my wisdom after seven years in business compounded into one piece of advice. <laughs> That's clever. I actually have been writing this morning another podcast that came into my head about comparisonitis and just how it's been a, not a struggle but something that I've had to manage and now I feel quite evolved with it and I can protect myself from it and just be in my truth, stand in my truth and and know why I'm here. Is that something you're brilliant at these days or, or can you relate to comparing and, you know, going down social media rabbit holes and <laughs> thinking, should I be somewhere that I'm not? Yeah, I think it's like a muscle. The more that you flex and you use that muscle, your anti-comparisonitis muscle, the stronger you get and the better you get at it. So, yes, of course I have those times and I look at other people and I'm like, man, she just launched a course or, whoa, she talked about earning six figures this last year or turning it over or revenue or whatever. I don't know. I'll leave that accounting <laughs> stuff to accounting bookkeepery people. And then I sometimes feel like, oh, I should be doing that or why aren't, why aren't I? Then I'm like, no, that is not what you choose. I don't want to be doing those things. So here I am doing the things that I want to be doing in my own way. And yeah, that's, I guess it's just, yeah, just a muscle, just practice, you know, but it's natural to feel like that because it's human and we don't live in a world where it's just you. We do bump shoulders with other people. So it does happen. What I do come back to when I get tripped up about like particularly, oh, somebody else is doing that, or maybe they're a better copywriter is my clients come to me for the way that I do it, for the way that I write the experience they'll have with me, how it feels to work with me and to, to bump brains together to get their projects completed and the way that I get them. So I guess when I do have those times of comparisonitis, I have seven years worth of clients cheering for me, choosing me on, and that's powerful. Even if my inner voice isn't always that loud, their feedback, their jobs completed, their invoices paid, that is all to lift me up and let me know what you're doing in this way is okay. I stick with that. I love that. And I love how unique you appear. You're so colourful and all your graphics and yeah, it's definitely a vibe. And again, with that niching, I mean, not that maybe your graphics are because you're niching, that's more of your service offering, but I just think it's really nice to stand out in a crowd and you absolutely, yeah, if, if you're the right fit for someone, I think you're easy to find and yeah, well, well done. So what's the best thing about running your business compared to working for someone else in these seven years? This is going to sound totally privileged and I recognise that, but it's that I get to choose what I do, who I do it for, when it's due and how much I get paid. <laughs> I mean, I'm in control of so many factors and I don't have that feeling of working for the man who doesn't care about me, doesn't share my values, etc. So, yeah, that's 
an entirely privileged position, but I guess I've worked hard to be in this position and to be able to say that. So I can feel strong in that, can't I? So just out of curiosity, how many hours or do you have set hours that you work every day or like do you stick to a plan or are you just completely flexible and flowy? I would love to be like that. (laughs) Um, So laid back and just whatever. No. So I work Monday to Wednesday, I guess between nine and three when my children are at school. But in that time, I'll get like loads of washing done. I'll prep dinner or make dinner. I'll vacuum. Like it's not just six full hours of work. I might exercise in that time if I haven't got it done before my children go to school and preschool. Yeah, there's always like flow. So sometimes when there's heaps of work on or I just couldn't get like invoices or quotes or social media stuff or emails drafted, I might do some things late at night once children are in bed or sometimes on the weekend. Like I spent this weekend, most of Sunday, catching up on stuff and getting podcasts ready because podcasts have a lot of admin work and I probably don't outsource as much of it as I should. But for now, that's where I'm at. So, yeah, I guess I do have, you know, those three work days. But when I need a bit more time, I'm lucky to have the support of my husband. That means I can deal a couple of extra hours if I need to. Wow, working three days is amazing. I mean, I, I would probably work that equivalent hours over the week, but I, yeah, I find myself working five days. So I, I really envy or look up to people that are strict with their days because mine just spreads. I guess it's partly the age of my children. So my big two are at primary school and my little ones at preschool. And because it's a small like Montessori style centre, there's not extra days available if I needed them. So, and she won't go to my, to anyone else, to my mum or other grandmother. So if she's home, I have to be with her and not working. And anyway, I can never work with children home because they just drive me mad and cannot follow instructions and let me be. So I kind of have to be strict about those hours yeah and yeah sometimes that means working on weekends but not often by the sounds of it yeah not not that often but I actually don't mind because like I've said I I love what I do and it's a quiet peaceful space that's very productive for me (laughs) so I don't mind if I have to do a bit of extra on the weekend all right so you've said that you don't outsource as much as you could how are you with the numbers side of your business I'd love to know do you do your own bookkeeping Excel? <laughs> Is that blasphemy? <laughs> no, Excel's like my favorite program ever in the world. I just maybe not for bookkeeping, but yeah, it has a place. It has a place. Yeah. Well, I mean, I understand the basics of my numbers. I know my profit margins, my tax rate, and I'm diligent with setting that stuff aside and super. I am weird potentially. I mean, we're all weird, mm-hmm. but I actually like admin and I find it satisfying if I get a. Um, my expenses are not huge, but when I spend, I don't, I find it satisfying to put that in Excel. I don't know why. I've just always been like this. I like filling out forms as well. Another quirk. So I guess I have a very manual bookkeeping system, but it's just me and it works for me and it works for the accountant. So yeah, I'm cool with being basic. Awesome. No, I do recommend that. Are you a sole trader or are you a company? Oh, sole trader. Yeah. I think, yeah, sole traders, there's a lot to be said for doing your own 
bookkeeping if you're a single, you know, if you don't have staff and you've got pretty simple revenues and expenses, I completely think it's important to do what works for you and not over-engineer something that is simple. So credit to you. And the important thing is, is knowing if we're making a profit or not. It's, I just get worried when people, honestly, they do exist when they're like, I'm not really sure if I'm making a profit or a loss. I don't know. Could you work it out for me? <laughs> I'm like, oh, yeah. <laughs> Even That's though it's like really simple with all like bookkeeping stuff I think that's like that's a no-brainer you've got to know if you're making money or not and how Mm. much of that right that's Mm. what we're here for ultimately and do you turn your business off over Christmas and like do you just say no to new jobs and to give yourself time off as a sole trader copywriter or to keep going yeah I'll, I'll schedule work around those holidays so yeah I guess I do turn it off but I think your brain never fully turns off as a business owner right you're always thinking oh I can send this or I could collab there or I could post this like you never fully switch off but in terms of client work I won't schedule it around Christmas or holidays or Mm. yeah particular dates no, it's good to know I'm closing our business for a couple of weeks this year and I'm already feeling a bit nervous about it. Like, how is it going to work? But we all desperately need a holiday. But, yeah, it's it's hard to just shut everything down. But we're doing it. Especially when you have a team and people who rely on you. That's yeah. got to be like it's a different ballgame altogether. This is just me and people I outsource a couple of things too. And, yeah, that's pretty simple. But when you've got a team, that's totally different. Well, thank you so much for answering all of my questions. Can you tell us, Rach, where we can find you? Yes, you can find me at shinecopy.com.au and I have a love-hate relationship with Instagram, so I'm there at shinecopy. And also I have a podcast called Rise and Shine, which is raw chats with real women in Aussie small business where we share the messy back-end stuff, the stumbles, the wisdom, the wins, everything guess that happens in the BTS life of business and if you are interested in learning about SEO I've got a download which has 10 DIY SEO tips that gives you some bite-sized actions you can take like today to start your SEO firing up amazing I'm actually going to go and download that because I as I said before I do need help with SEO and your podcast is such a gift I think it's really again a bit of a niche in that you are talking about behind the scenes stuff and not just about the the front of house things that we you know even myself included tend to talk about on podcasts so thank you for being brave and doing that and starting your rise and shine podcast thank you for your time today and i will see you uh, around in the virtual world thank you so much for listening in today i hope you enjoyed the episode if you did i'd be so grateful if you left a review if you're not already please connect with me on instagram my handle is straight up underscore bookkeeping And if you'd like to know more about how I can help you be successful in running your small business, please check out my website, straightupbookkeeping.com.au for details around my signature bookkeeping and zero course, Bookkeeping It Real, and also my done-for-you bookkeeping services. Thanks again and see you next week.